good evening, friend, and welcome back to The Front Porch. My name is Dennis Rogers, and as always, I'm joined by Michael Daniels, and we've got a special guest guest with us on the porch tonight. It's our good buddy, Fox. Hi, pleasure to be here, gentlemen. It's Fox, man. How you doing, brother? I'm doing great. How are the two of you? Okay. Is the uh, Eastern Seaboard still there? Is it- <laughs> uh, as far as I know, yeah. I've been in quarantine for a few weeks, as you guys know, with bronchitis, but... Uh, other than that, everything is going quite swimmingly. Oh, oh I thought it was the zombie virus broke out in uh, <laughs> yeah. D.C. And just that would have been far more interesting. No, nobody's got time for that bronchitis. Yeah, right? Agreed. How, how was it? Was it fun? Was it all, everything that I've read on Wikipedia? I think I coughed <laughs> more in the span of 10 days than I had cumulatively over the three and a half decades of my life. Uh, I had that when I was twice, I think, when I was a teenager. It was pretty horrible. I feel bad for you. Yeah. Just like, stop already. Ugh. Anyway, how's it been going, Dennis? Life not, okay? Good there for you? Not, not too bad. We're we're in the final uh, final countdown of, of Christmas chaos planning. Oh, that's right. This comes this comes down at uh, like Christmas Eve when this is launched. Hey, Merry Christmas Eve, everyone out there in the world. <laughs> and you're spending it in a totally the, the appropriate way, listening to you other fellow geeks rather than spending time with your family. Yeah, Indeed. yeah. Indeed. A- amen, brother. You, you say it. Who wants, who wants that? No one wants that noise. You should be taking down the tree right now because it's almost over. Get ready. Preempt it. <laughs> You take down your tree? I just douse it in hairspray and light a match. (laughs) Light a match. Dennis just put his tree up today. Isn't that right, Dennis? No, the the tree has been up for like three or four days. We just finally put the lights and ornaments on it last night. And I was like, why were we waiting for everybody to be available at the same time? Because, of course, we still weren't all available at the same time. So you you just had a tree sitting in your house for a while? Yeah. Just just a tree? Well, it, it sat on the top of Andrew's car for a day and a half. I was like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> Is it a real tree? Yeah. Oh, so the squirrel had time to make a nest and exactly. nuts. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Got a lot of sap. Wouldn't fit I did not get to see uh, yard. Christmas vacation yet this year. Maybe maybe I can fit that in somewhere. Yeah, we haven't either. I've been saving it until um all the all the siblings are around. It, it was on at the uh, the Franklin Theater, the old Artcraft Theater, last week, and I didn't mm. get to make it down there. That would have been kind of cool to watch, see it on the big screen. For so sure. So Fox, I, I'm not sure they, we've. I discovered this place in Franklin, Indiana, about an hour drive from here, mm-hmm. that they've restored this old movie theater from like the 30s and 40s. Oh, that's um, fantastic! Yeah, and it's the community has the community did it. So like the, the whole city of Franklin pitched in and. and and restored it and runs it and owns it. And then all of the people, it's all volunteer. Um, all the soda is voluntarily donated from the like Coke and stuff like that. And uh, popcorn That's is really from local, local guys. So it's tickets are like two fifty, and you go in and it's a huge community really event fun. where they've, it's, it's the old, those old theaters. So they have like a stage in the front and mm-hmm. they get up front and they do little raffles for the community. And then they show the movie and it's on the old, what is it? What's the millimeter thing that I'm thinking of? It's like on film where you see the film grain coming across and every movie they show. Um, yeah. Just yeah it's on the old like 16 millimeter. Yeah. That's, that's it, awesome. Yeah. Just, yeah just it's a, real, I've, I've always kind of wondered the, um, how the licensing works for really old movies like that. Um, yeah. I don't know. In theaters. Like, My family, um, somebody asked about whether or not the 
a bunch of us want to go see Mary Poppins when everybody's here. And so I've reached out to um, the local theater that I talk about all the time because they have a private viewing room where the balcony is. Um, and so we might, we might we might rent that out and have a little private party uh, Man, fancy. of that movie. Yeah, yeah. You rent, that's that's where that's where you take dates out right there, Dennis. Got, well, it's like a own it's like a spot. kitchenette with a bunch of tables and chairs. Like I don't, it's not oh. it's not all that intimate. Yeah, could be, could be, could be. I guess. <laughs> just gotta you just gotta pre-plan it all. Get it all in the. Uh, it's true. Uh, it's true. <laughs> anyway, hey, well, let's start off. Let's start this week easy with uh, some some good times. What we got? Some good times this week, Dennis. <laughs> you, you got a. Something positive, amazing that happened to you this week. Oh, I mean, I don't have anything like that. Well, <laughs> what, why don't you go first and leave me a second to think about it? Oh, man. Me? Okay. Good times this week. Uh, I got to, went out and saw some Christmas lights this week. Sydney and I did. So we got to, to go around town and explore that. Um, I ordered uh, a lot of Christmas gifts. I know that doesn't sound like it's a good times thing, but it feels good to get that kind you're, of done. You're down to the you wire I mean? for that. Well, it's two day shipping, so oh, you know, okay. it, it'll it'll be. I don't buy it unless it's Amazon Prime. Heck with those guys. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, that's my top filter, uh, but it makes it feel good. I'm, I mean, I'm still not done with Sydney shopping because uh, she's at her mom's for the Christmas a week Christmas Christmas week this year. So I she doesn't get to open her presents until the week after. So I get a little extra time, um, but I've got most of the stuff. So anyway, that that's that makes me feel complete in the world. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I feel, I feel good about that. Yeah, I guess that's the best uh, sort of good times that I have this week. I got my last couple things ordered for my person. We do mystery gifters, so we draw names, or some people call it Secret Santa. Um, hmm. And so I got that wrapped up, and then I got a couple of things that I bought for myself because I can't resist. I got a couple of, um, of uh, old, old classic 90s albums on vinyl. Um, the Counting Crows, August and Everything After, and uh, Ben Folds' Songs for Songs for Silverman. Songs for Sarah Silverman? No. Um, okay. Just that two of, two of my all-time favorite records, and they're both like clear vinyl, so I can see the, the mat on my turntable when they're playing. It's pretty cool. You're such a hipster. Yep. Such I like hipster. it. Vinyl. Records are cool. How about man. you, Fox? What what's amazing over in on, in Washington D.C.? Yeah, well, I'll tell you things uh, that are amazing. Over there. <laughs> I'll tell you an experience I had that it was since the last time we talked. It wasn't quite this past week, but it's pretty close. I was able to go to Pax Unplugged. Um, oh, for those yeah, who don't sweet. know. Yeah, it's the it's the East Coast version of Gen Con, the big gaming tabletop convention, which has gotten pretty massive. So it was a very jam-packed three days worth of meeting with publishers, seeing all the new games that are going to be coming out. You know, some already, some in time for the holidays, some in 2019. Um, so it was a really wonderful time, and, and I got to play a lot of neat stuff. Uh, hey, so that I was really a highlight for me. I saw pictures. Explain the pictures that I saw. I, <laughs> what I saw was, I can only describe it as a veritable mountain of games going from the floor to the ceiling. Of yeah, the you know, it's a little bit of a blessing and a curse because, uh, you know, because it was the holidays, a lot of these publishers – when I told them we would, you know, LRM Online was going to be doing a geek gift guide, you know, of the best games that we think geeks would love and, you know, sort of highlighting them. Of course, you know, they had this sort of um, 
immediate reaction, well, oh, I want my games to be featured as well, which was really lovely because it gives me a lot of content to go through and a lot of variety for players. But man, I had to get through something like 30 games in about a week mm-hmm. um, to finish what? to finish my to hit my publication deadline. So it was a lot of playing, which was a lot of fun. Fortunately, my, my wife and son uh, helped me out a lot. But it was pretty sure. much nonstop gaming uh, in, in the house, in the foxhole uh, for, for, for several days. But it was a lot of good stuff. Wait, so it's a lot of good stuff, but I'm assuming there's also a lot of bad stuff in there. You're like, this one's going to the Goodwill. Maybe. <laughs> got a couple no. of those yeah, yeah. Uh, i mean i mean i saw as many as you had i come back from hell i came back from uh gen con from the dennis and i did big game night and we had a box full of huge box full of games and there were some good ones in there but there was also some mediums okay we played them twice and that's probably the maximum yeah it's going back right. to the auction yeah i hear yeah. you that happens yeah. yeah um i have a i have a couple of new games in the pipe for uh the holiday upcoming upcoming holiday season i got um uh five minute marvel which i am hoping oh, yeah. is going to be very similar to five minute dungeon and a big hit right um right. and i feel like there's i've played that yeah more. i played five minute marvel i watched a, a shut up and sit down video that had a bunch of family party game ideas and i almost bought them really late at night it was a um crocodile dundee situation but uh i put them i put them on my amazon wish list instead <laughs> It's a crocodile Dundee situation. You're never gonna let me forget that. The uh, <laughs> you bring it. I up, watched dude. them both. Damn it. Um, and so yeah, I'll probably have more um, uh, uh, tabletop game related uh, anecdotes next week or possibly the week after. Hey, speak. Speaking of having more things uh, coming up soon, I recently. Um, Hey, this may be part of my good times, kind of. I did the math on the AMC A-list thing. Um, You've mentioned that a basic... couple times, and I wondered what you were talking about. Yeah, so just real quick. It's just it's the like uh, movie pass that you get like movie through pass. AMC okay. theaters that, that you pay X amount of dollars, and you can go X amount of movies a week um, type thing. So it's $20 a month, and I go to three. I get to see three movies a week. Unlimited, whatever I wanted to watch. No limits on no blackouts no imax only type things it's whatever interesting yeah so i i just realized that i'm going to be seeing probably three ish movies a week for the next two months at least i have to get there's like a minimum of three months on it hmm. uh, so i went ahead and did it i knew that i'm going to watch them at least this week i'm going to make up that kind of money in the next two weeks so um, sure. I'm, I'm probably going to be seeing movies even if i would not have regularly seen them right uh, anyway so, um, one of I the, did, one of the that. theaters by me, uh, got bought out by AMC. It's a AMC classic, but, uh, it's like a 40 minute drive from here. So it's always, well, that's true of all the theaters, except the really crappy one that's 10 minutes away. Classic is just their name for, for crappy. Yeah. Or, or we don't really care. There are, you know, redheads. The, we put a big sign on it, but we didn't upgrade anything inside. Yes. That's exactly what that means. Yeah. So, um, because all the Bloomington ones are classic, quote unquote. I love how their their promo for that is: you get to choose your own fountain soda. Because mm-hmm. like, they put those those fancy uh, Coke machines in there. Yeah, yeah, that's that's all there is to it. So. Well, uh, but I'm going to see things like Mortal Engines. That's something I may have passed on before, and uh, that probably looks awful. I, I may actually watch a couple of those Oscar things that Fox keeps trying to get us to watch. Oh, right, right. 
Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to try to make you cultured. That's my apologies. <laughs> well, <laughs> speaking of movies in the theater, uh, did you guys both get out to see um, Into the Spider-Verse? Absolutely. I did. I did. Fox probably watched it three months ago. Awkward delay on that. Yeah, Fox is I special. Did. So I did. Early access. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I did. I, I watched... Um, I watched first. I watched Ralph, Ralph Breaks the Internet, and then I watched Spider-Verse. Um, Sounds like a good weekend. Yeah. yeah. It was a good an- animation movie. Watched him. Sid w- just Sid with one, with the Spider-Verse one. She was really looking forward to it. And then um, one with the next day with Sid and a friend's daughter. So that it was like kids for Wreck-It Ralph. Sure. Um, but yeah, it was it, it was good. What, what, what did you think about Dennis? Did you actually like the movie? Yeah, of I course. Like the movie. I I I, enjoy, I enjoyed both of those films. Um, so we're gonna probably talk spoilers. So we'll do uh, Spider Verse first, and sure, Ralph second, and I'll put chapter. Sure, breaks. let's go for it. Sure. All right. All right so yeah, so... <laughs> nice. Um, you you guys are both uh, bigger comic nerds than I ha- than I am, so you probably have more specific uh, um, thoughts and opinions on into the spider verse but um i don't know where we want to start with this well what, okay so a non-spider-man you've just only seen the movies i'm assuming that's that's about the extent of it correct um spider-man movies i've read a handful of comics but honestly most of them are dc except for i read a few of the miss marvel ones and a few of the deadpool ones but but for Spider Man, this is basically just yeah. Movies. I don't okay. I don't think okay. I've read any Spider Man comics. And, and and you were clueless about Miles Morales, is that correct? I mean, I yeah. I mean, up until I saw the first trailer, um, okay. and then I got a little bit of a fee- but for the most part, yeah, I knew nothing about this character except that he's non Peter Parker Parker yeah. uh, Spider Man. Right. So what what do you think? How do you how do you feel about the whole Miles Morales thing and how they like actually our Peter Parker that we know and love is not in this movie at all. I mean, this, I'm going to take this into a, a, a little bit of a political thing. Like I much prefer the concept of a multiverse or a, a superhero identity being like a dread pirate Roberts thing where it's just a mantle that's passed on. I much prefer that to a straight, like reimagining of the whole world is different, except Peter Parker is, is fundamentally different in some way. Um, where they make the character uh, a different nationality or a different gender or something like that, I, that feels weird, and I, I prefer it done this way. It feels more, uh, more genuine and has more uh, storytelling opportunities because you can, you know, do like they did in this movie and bring the two together. Yeah, this actually had the uh, it did both right. Like you see him pass on the mantle, and there's the, the multiverse angle. Yeah. So that's weird. Uh, Fox, when are you familiar with the Spider-Man stuff at all? Like Extremely. This? Um, yeah. Okay. And so, you know, I, I actually got back into comics about three or four years ago when they did Secret Wars 2. And when they did that run with Marvel Comics, what they also included were mini runs of various different iconic series throughout Marvel history. So they did a reimagining of Civil War. They did a reimagining of Old Man Logan, et cetera, et cetera. And one of the reimaginings they did was something called the Spider-Verse. And so in that sort of small story, it, it did introduce me to almost identically the team that's featured in the movie, including 
beyond just Miles Morales, but also Spider-Gwen, a version of Gwen Stacy, who is in another alternate universe where something has happened to that particular Peter Parker, putting her on the path towards being a Spider-Person. Spider-Man Noir, right. which was an old character that was a, sort of like an idea of what Spider-Man would be like in the 1930s. Uh, and even, you know, Peter Porker, a.k.a., you know, Spider-Pig, who was right. a Spider-Man pig. Um, so I was more familiar with all those characters and their traits, which definitely helped me appreciate the film probably even more than the average viewer. Wait, did did I hear you say that you jumped back into comics with the Secret Wars 2? <clears throat> yeah, that was where <clears throat> that was where I started only because of the promise wow. of sort of getting me caught up on history at the same time. Uh because it was no, that's just pretty, that's a pretty that's a pretty good one, but man, that's overwhelming. That everything was crazy during that time. That was I have um I'm not kidding you. I have actually the complete collection, every single Secret Wars 2 book wrapped up in plastic in a in a cedar box because i wow, collected that, i collected every that's single impressive. one yep i have every single I, one. La, it's, it's funny we, we talked about this last night i just read the infinity wars collection the one this infinity wars for secret wars because I, I hadn't read that one that's um, awesome but anyway the this the spite yeah the, everything there the key part about that one getting a little bit comic birdie booky nerdy here is that miles morales was one of the few that actually survived from Marvel liked that character so much and they closed down the Ultimates line that they kept Miles Morales and brought him back into the, the main, you know, correct. Yep. Marvel world. So we get to have Miles Morales come into more media beyond just the comic books that he's become popular in. And then he's also into the main Marvel comic books. And now we see him in the movies, which is pretty great. And I thought they did a really good representation of, of him, his story. This is obviously different too than the comic books. It's its own kind of thing. Um, but it if, borrows pretty heavily though. I was surprised. I will yeah. say when I get just to that point, I saw the trailers and I thought, Oh, they're going to deviate pretty far from his quote unquote origin story. Um, and I didn't think they did that much. I mean, I've read a, the original Brian yeah. Michael Bendis stuff and I didn't get the sense of the trailer, but when I started watching the movie, I said, Oh, they really are going to use a lot of the beats or points for the origin stories and then mix it with this idea of the multiverse. Right. Yeah. The, the, the fact that they put his uncle in there was, was great. Right. That's, that's a character. Even if you're just casually understand Spider-Man and, Oh, that's okay. That's the, the green goblin and that's Kingpin. Okay. This guy comes from nowhere. That's pure on, you know, uh, Miles Morales. Though. Yeah, and we get Mahershala Ali in that role, and he's fantastic. If you're unfamiliar with his work, he did yep. Green Book this year. He won the Academy Award mm -hmm. for Moon Moonlight mm -hmm. uh, two years ago. He's about to star in the third season of True Detective, and he does some really fantastic, powerful work as Miles' uncle. Um, yeah. And it's not quite the Uncle Ben relationship that we get from Peter Parker, but it has a, a similar impact, I would say, on Miles' life. Different, but, you know, puts him on a trajectory. Yeah. And I really like the way that that was done in Into the Spider-Verse. I thought that was really powerful. Okay, so let's 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 do a let's do a bit of a flip side here. What didn't you like about this show? Give, give me the, there's all movies have some kind of thing that's not 100% perfect. It, sure, I'll let be, I'll let yeah. let me because we've been talking. I want to hear Dennis's thought <laughs> first because because he shocked me with telling me what he liked at the beginning and it just kind of threw me <laughs> off. So so I think we I totally want to hear from me him off. and then I'm happy to jump in. <laughs> um, I, you know, I had to, I had to give this a lot of thought, um, because the only things, the only things that I didn't, it was, and this is going to sound a little old manish, which is, you know, kind of funny, but it was, it was very bright and almost like 
seizure inducing at times which is a really trivial complaint i was going to say the same thing the the animation style is so jerky and so fast it takes you a little while to get your bearings get used to it there were times where i thought maybe we had gone to the 3d version by mistake Uh, i I thought the same thing yeah there's a little bit of a of a red blue tilt shift sort of effect that happens once in a while um the uh i really liked and i apparently in general like the character of kingpin um okay i i saw a review today that um felt like he was a little underdeveloped i don't know that i agree with that in a in a movie so filled with characters um yeah you know it's that sort of thing um infinity war had kind of the same issue except we know all of the heroes so we didn't need origins on anybody really um yeah but i like a i like a compelling villain and kingpin's motivations at least as far as this film goes were very straightforward and and uh um, relatable or at least understandable yeah, they fitted it they fit it in really quickly too like his vanessa and him it was just a short little right it's just it's just enough for somebody like me with no context or background except you know maybe his character in daredevil which is not really similar i except i really liked right. that portrayal as well by vincent d'onofrio um the and and the reason I bring that up is because his uh his character design was was weird to me. Like I get that this an, this uh movie is animated and everything is is kind of stylized, but Kingpin was so stylized. I was like, what is that that I'm looking at? Is that a person? It doesn't look like a person. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I agree. I think I think that the it the unique look of the the film I want to say it's great because I think that it kind of is, but there were just several times where I was, jar- it was jarring is the words like, I, I, Oh, I don't know if, you know, what's happening here. Uh, you know, it's get, it gets fuzzy intentionally. And that's when I keep thinking, Oh, am I supposed to be crossing my eyes with my glasses on <laughs> to watch this scene? And it wasn't, it just didn't really go away. It, it, it stopped looking like it was the, supposed to be 3d and I got it. And all of a sudden it would go back to it and it would be just, you know, disconcerting. Uh, that being said, I, I liked I really, it's one of the few times in movies or anything where they've pulled off the comic book thing, like when he's walking and talking and then it, he hears and his monologue text and, boxes and the, stuff. The yeah. Words. yeah. I really like that all the time. It's just perfectly done with, you know, accentuating what was supposed to have been said. So my, that was I, really well. Done. My first reaction I, to that was, uh, oh, this movie's PG. How are, can all the kids read who are here watching this? <laughs> You know, it's funny. Okay, that's exactly the, that's a great segue to what I was going to criticize a little bit about the film as well, because I've been having sort of a similar uh, debate in my house about whether or not I can take our six year old, who I find to be fairly mature. He's seen he's seen mm-hmm. some older stuff um, yeah. to see this film, and I think it's not really spoiling. But I was a little bit surprised at the use of death in this film, and quite frankly, mm. murder. Um, yeah. yeah, which I which was was heavier and. It works really well narratively, and I, as an, a, an older uh, watcher and patron, thought, oh, wow, this is really good. I'm, I'm really impressed at how they're pushing the envelope a little bit. But it reminds me a little bit when we used to talk about The Dark Knight, and so I would say, oh, it's a PG-13 movie. And I remember being like, yes, but it's as close to R as you can get to R without being R. And mm-hmm. this, yeah. I find, is in a similar place where it's like, yeah, it's PG, but it's as close to PG-13 without actually being there that you could be. Which 
I like as an older viewer, but I'm kind of, you know, there's a piece of me that wishes I could take younger people to see it as an introduction to the character and to this comic book universe. Um, because I want, I, I, as you guys said, I kind of like this idea. Like, this is not your typical Spider-Man movie. They go really hardcore yep. to make sure that's true, that you're not getting the origin story in the same way for the 15th time. And I love that. I love introducing uh, kids to the idea of different versions of the same character. And I think that parents should just be aware that this is probably more mature than you might expect from a movie that's animated and featuring comic book heroes. Yeah, I think on, on Geek Scholars, you said it was a hard PG, which I... I thought was was apt. Yeah, the, it's funny. We, we've we've had this conversation with the group here on on the show where we've um, talked about how it's changed over time. What's acceptable for the different ratings, and and now it's it's almost like R has to be really really blatant. It's really close to to X, I guess, to, for it to become an R rated anymore. And and G is so wide open. The leap from G to PG now is pretty steep like g is you know nothing bad it's all for you know a three-year-old all the way to you know 12 year old but then right. you hit pg and all of a sudden well, okay now you're you're killing you're murdering your your major characters are dying death and well, there he, might be yeah. not quite a swear word but they're getting close well right? it's interesting Con- consider this that this past year the animated films that came out with the rating of pg included the incredibles 2 Ralph Breaks the Internet, and Spider-Man. And I think the the differences between those films in terms of maturity and gravity are are really wide. They're big yeah. gaps. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Okay, that's a good way to segue into Ralph. So, because yeah. Ralph was there, he's right up against side Spider-Man with a PG <laughs> rating. I don't even know what was, what's so PG about Ralph Breaks the Internet. I think I mean, I'm guessing what? the slaughter race sequences uh, um, guess, where they're basically <laughs> brutally beating characters it's just to pretty, guess. Yeah, I guess it is violence, violent, right? The, yeah. the slaughter race. The the big giant King Kong sequence at the end is a little bit unsettling. Oh, it's that, that was unsettling for me. It could be that could be rated R. That was crazy. That, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> Right. That that made me like I didn't know if I wanted to throw up or look away. <laughs> I didn't even know, but I don't know. So I, I liked I liked it. Um, they do what they do. The writing was great with all the stuff that Disney does and that it referenced all the pop cultural stuff. But if if I had to strip all of that out, I don't know if the movie itself was that entertaining. Interesting. Um, I mean, you didn't get what I would call a main villain until the very near close to the very end. And it was insecurity was the was the it's mm-hmm. a uh it's an the, mcu the style villain is it no because usually you can see like you know what's happening That's and you know um, what's you know um, the bad guys making plots or something along the way sorry yeah, that, that would have had to be an evil ralph running around that would have been an mcu that, villain that, that was a joke right. I, it's, oh i see okay the, oh right it was the, good, no it was a really good one dennis the great yeah. <laughs> the greatest villain in most mcu films is is the hero's doubts and insecurities yeah that's right so interesting Uh, mike i might disagree with you a little bit i i i'll tell you what i appreciate about the film and it for me it was the bare bones elements where you know in a lot of animated films and just sequels in general when you have the second film there's a lot of rehash do you know don't don't (laughs) i hate i hate that i'm gonna say this because it's too punny but don't fix it if it ain't broke um yeah 
And I, you know, I was a little concerned with Rafael's internet. It's like, okay, here they're going to go on another wacky adventure through all these different games. Right. And I thought I was going to get beat for beat the next plot point. But I was really impressed with the messages and the layering and the narrative arcs that these characters took. I was really kind of impressed that basically it was a real, really good message about friendship, about developing that relationship over time, setting limits, um, and also how do you grow as a person and not be selfish about it, but also make sure you're taking care of yourself at the same time. So I, I think I was sort of impressed with the layers of the film. Um, and I actually found the, the ending to be the worst of it in terms of the actual like big vinyl fight. Like by that point, I was so impressed with the writing and things like that. Like I was like, Oh, this is fine. But I, what, what I really took home from the film was much more about the character development than anything else. And that impressed me. Yeah. I, I, I agree with all of that. And I, I think that what it was is it felt like they were they they they're buttoned in a adventure story thing at the end, which they didn't really need, um, or agreed, or they put the extra you know way too much time on the character development than they should have. It just felt like kind of two different movies they had going on there with, and I didn't know which one that I was supposed to be paying attention to because I when they got to the security thing, fair point. It, it was like okay. I'm, I felt like the movie went long. I guess that was the thing is I'm in there with the, the kids. It did. And, and yeah. Lola was, was going the, the little and she's seven, which is supposed to be her age. And she was by the time the big monster thing was starting to happen. She was bored. She was looking at other stuff. And then the, yeah, the older one was, that. didn't know what she was supposed to be paying attention to. And then they show this thing. It just felt like it wasn't coherent. They could have just stuck with, okay, it's a friendship thing. You're getting close together and there's the moral story or, you know, show the insecurity thing more as a, a thing. But anyway, it just felt like this jointed for me and went a little bit too long. Uh, but that's negativity. Uh, it's been a while, Dennis, since you watched it. Do you remember it, like your favorite parts of it? Um, I, I don't want to say enjoyed, but I, I enjoyed in a, in a very uncomfortable way, what I call the entire second act, the whole process of Ralph trying to raise money as a, you know, as an internet, celebrity um yeah <laughs> so much of that was i don't want to say accurate because it's it's mostly no, a i get joke, what you're saying but it was a good it's, commentary it's yeah it's it it suddenly switched into like disney's version of black mirror in a way <laughs> okay i mean you know without the without the hopeless uh um you know non-ending but right um that was tricky right they had how they had to do the whole like they're turning likes into like hearts, and then when you steal them, what it did to the people on the screen—that was a—that was tricky that they had to write that in. Yeah, it was a little heavy. I liked it though. I thought I thought that was impressive. Yeah, but it's funny because while I really appreciated that, the other the flip side of that that I think they went a little too far the other direction was I felt like there were several sequences that were patchworked in because someone had a very specific joke that really wasn't critical to the overall plot mm. but they really like going to the underweb or the dark web like they're like oh we have to do that joke because that's a thing we talk about with the internet like how do we work that in and there were too many instances and i think it, that's what also contributed to the long run time where it's they 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 went for the expense of a very specific joke whether it had relevancy or not yeah um so so that yeah. that i could have used a little less of yeah yeah they, it's, they kept running e-boy which was you know it's, yeah, like like those are better as visual sight gags that are over and under a nanosecond than entire prolonged sequences or conversations yeah. um, that really are just side quests that don't really have any overall 
plot you know burden it was also kind of interesting to realize that i've gotten to the point even though i'm not a parent that the jokes in this movie that are for parents are were the ones that you know that i identified that i recognized like you know no actual you know pg bracket viewer of this movie is going to recognize the logos that look like geocities or um right yeah what i mean all of the websites like every website was either it was either a real website or a parody uh of some website like you would have it in anime where they can't use the actual name um and yeah it's just sort of like when uh i think back to original toy story when um the guy who's the mailman on cheers doing the pig says the line about the hockey puck and you're like no kids are getting that joke that's a joke for the parents and i didn't <laughs> yeah. get it when i saw it and so it was just uh, yeah. kind of funny to I, 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 I like the, the i like the virus the virus was cool right that the, the way they handled viruses and mm-hmm. i went to the underworld and got you know a control thing it was, it was really i mean they really did some thinking on some of that stuff to to make it work um, I liked, there, there's also probably a ton of stuff that all three of us didn't catch at all because we're not as young as some of the people that do watch these, these things. So one, for example, I caught quickly, there was a, one of the characters, humans, whatever, got kicked offline, got squashed or something. So mm-hmm. they went and they showed this girl at the, the, the computer supposed to be the real life person. Right. And she's like, what? And it just, it's like not even a second, but I recognized her as like a, a YouTube quasi celebrity Miranda. Mm-hmm. And she's only, re- I recognized cause she was super annoying on like the Seinfeld and cars, uh, coffee and cars uh, episode, but they had probably a ton of those. I bet you every person that they flashed across the screen there was some YouTuber or some important Oh you know, right, yeah. Thing. I see. I see what you're saying. Yeah, that, that we didn't know. I'm. I'm sure there was even more chalked of things that we couldn't catch. Right. Yeah, I think there were a couple stuff. times that that Andrew leaned over me or said something, and because he's, uh, he's like 23, I think, and so he's 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 more familiar with those YouTubers and stuff than I am. Yeah, and it, it was nice when Litwack, you know, says, "Oh, I don't know if I can find one of these steering wheels," and they're like, "Bam!" All the kids pull one out. <laughs> their their phones out and start ebaying it. Right, that was pretty great. Uh, yeah, it, it was good. I, I think here here's the thing though that disappointed me the most was that I went into I know it's just local, it's just my own thing, but I'm in a medium sized town, I guess, and uh, at the the biggest theater here, and the Spider Verse movie had easily half the people of Wreck It Ralph in it um, for. Spider-Verse's opening weekend and mm. Rick and Ralph's been like three weeks out. So that, that made me a little sad because I think that if I had to put them up, I think Spider-Verse is probably the better movie. Um, and I like the Rick and Ralph stuff. But I can see it sad. not, not having as much of an initial, um, you know, mass market appeal. It's not Disney. Right. And, um, and it's a, you know, uh, I'm not sure what it's I'm trying risk. to say. It's weird. It's got it's got a whole different view and look to it. And yeah, yeah, you're like, you know, what is this? It might our dad who would go, you know, he went to see Ant Man and Wasp and and Infinity War and stuff with us. He was like, you guys went and saw an animated Spider Man movie. And yeah, is, like, it, is it weird uh, to see a superhero movie that's animated now 
that's out there? I mean, the Incredibles were out recently. I mean, I think there were a couple people who think that. Yeah. I mean, a lot of them are made, but they don't usually make it to theaters, right? Like all the all the Marvel and DC stuff. Yeah, that, that's it's it, maybe that's what took it weird. I think all of us, all of our friends, even were like, "Hey, this is a." It might have even been Fox that posted the first like trailer for uh, Spider Verse, and we were like, "What is this? What what is is this thing? It's a movie, or is it a video thing, or what?" Right? Yeah. And if we felt that way, I'm sure the general populace were. So I'm going to make a prediction that, that this this does what Greatest Showman did last year. Um, where it comes out and people are like, eh, I don't know if I'll like that, but the word of mouth will propel it more. Like, I think, mm -hmm. you know, we talk about legs for movies. Yeah. I mean, it has some stiff competition with Bumblebee and, um, you know, uh, Aquaman and Mary Poppins, but I actually kind of expect to see this continue to be in the, like the solid number two spot. Um, and even at some point, like be, you know, it's the movie that I'll be like six or seven weeks in and probably should have been pulled from the marquee but it's still making enough revenue that it just keeps going. And by the time we see the end total of this thing, it's going to be wildly impressive for how much money it's going to bring in. I'd, I'd like to see that. I mean, I, I, I would like that to be true. I'll be, I mean, I, I'm an eternal optimist here and, and would love to see that happen so that, so that we can see other things like this. It's a, a different take, weird story with uh, given the directors given a lot of freedom and they put the marketing budget into it. So they really, the studio took this seriously, so hopefully it can it can have those legs and people will do it. Man, you just named off like four movies that I thought would like I forgot that will top. I think that will probably topple it. If I was going to the movie theaters and I'm a comic book fan, I would be like, I'm going to watch Bumblebee. You it know? will. They will. They will topple right. it. Like they will come out hard. Like my thing is like they're going to come out and have these great opening weekends. All the films I named. Um, and in case you're curious, which one of those three films has the best critical score on Rotten Tomatoes? It's Bumblebee sitting pretty at 93%. Yeah, I've heard. Um, so they're going to do great out of the gate. But my point mm -hmm. is, you know, whatever that whatever that peak, like starting line off the off the starting line, you know, amount is the total. amount. I would bet that Spider-Verse beats its total amount just for longevity. That's mm. that's good. I I tell you what, who it's going to be competing against is Bumblebee be, because the word of mouth is going to be needed for Bumblebee. I think it's the Transformers franchise has been trashed so hard by Michael Bay that the I mean I don't know it could be be the diehards that still make billions for Michael Bay, but people. Yeah, I think that's a I think that's a thing you guys talked about on Geek Scholars. It's like the the Transformers thing is like a. It's a, a damned if you do, damned if you don't kind of thing because be, because they didn't put Transformers on the title, but if people know it's Transformers now, it's it's carrying all that baggage of the of the Michael Bay era, so it's um it's got a lot. That, that's Paramount's uh, fault. I think it. they're Transformers, right? That's, that's their fault for for not dumping him as a director, not just dumping him, but like give him to choose somebody else. They, the fact that they gave him what four or mm. five, that's just ridiculous i mean they i don't know it's bad studio decision for you know short-term gains instead of long-term gains but you know, that's why marvel's number one right now for sure 10 years whatever how did you how did you guys feel about um spider-verse basically leveraging the all the sony films um for peter parker's backstory smart it's i think the, it was clever it's the complete opposite of uh of Batman v Superman 
showing us Batman's origin again, as if there's anybody watching this film who doesn't know Batman's origin. Well, I oh, wait, you, are you talking about like the, the Spider-Man two stuff, like the actual films and things? No, in, in Spider-Verse, he, he does the, the intro sequence, right? Where he's just kind of, uh, hitting the high points, friendly neighborhood, Spider-Man, all yeah. that stuff. And most of the stuff about, I mean, I don't, I don't know what it would look like to somebody who hasn't seen those films because I've seen yeah. them all. Um, and so have both of you, uh, you don't get any of the details about um, him him making the webs or Uncle Ben dying or the Green Goblin or anything. And some of it is just Easter egg stuff. But the the basic concept of Peter Parker and his relationships and his his origin story are just pretty quickly glossed glossed over, just summarized. Yeah, yeah. Well, I would say it's it's okay. So this is what I would say. I would say you know this was overseen by Christopher Miller and Phil Lord, two people who also have pretty much control over the Lego verse, right. right? Think about how they did right. that in Lego Batman. Think about all the all the references in Lego Batman to all of the other media that Batman has been in: television, mm-hmm. video yeah, games, sure. movies. Um, um, and so it's a very similar thing. And then if you hadn't seen every Batman film. Um, you know, you probably wouldn't get every reference, but but if you did, just it was just more smiles on your face. Right. So I actually applaud it. I think I like that. I like movies that aren't afraid to cater to to very specific geeks as well as the broader audience. Um, you know, I feel like that was something that was missed when when comic book movies were first being made. Like I look at, back at old Daredevil with Ben Affleck, and basically studios like, well, we need to make this with the broadest appeal yeah. possible. And I think that was a little bit of a mistake. And I think I like when I see into the Spider Verse leaning into those very niche references um because somebody will explain to the people who don't get it somebody will say hey did you understand why they said this or why was he dancing down the street in emo style and someone's like oh well there's this you know scene in spider-man 3 where tobey Maguire did it and then they'll be like oh that was pretty cool because that's the that's the final resting place even if you don't get the joke yeah you know that that's exactly that's exactly right. It's not just friends anymore. That's directing and building storytelling movies based in the current millennia. The fact that we have Google, we all have a phone that we can walk out of our thing and say, what was that about? Let me Google emo boy Spider-Man, you know, and it's there. You know, you you have at your fingertips the references to every Easter egg, right? Yeah, it's a little bit like when we talk about um, TV shows, uh, um, serial versus episodic and how it's it's reasonable to expect people to have context for the story in a given movie, a different, a given episode. If they don't, they can get it Uh, easily. Yeah. 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 I I, I like that. Now you bring it back. I really did like the, his origin story of Peter Parker's where they, they really leaned heavily into, into the Sony movies where they, you know, they'd show Doc Ock. They were sitting, him and MJ sitting in a coffee thing and Doc Ock throws a, car into the room and I'm like this is exactly they're just playing the sony movies which was pretty fantastic so i was you know I, sydney didn't get any of that because i don't think she's seen any of those movies but i, I definitely mm. like that P- pretty so it sounds like you're a bad parent yeah well are, am no. i am i <laughs> no i'm just teasing not, not teasing. show her those spider-man movies <laughs> the first one was okay. good second one maybe but she just played the she played through the entire Spider-Man and PlayStation 4 game and that's impressive. Like her whole interpretation of Spider-Man is different now. Like that's she cuz it's such a great game and it has its own um universe of Spider-Man and Spider-Man story and and everything and all the characters. Like she has real feelings for who Dr. Octopus is. 
and oh, and all awesome. of the characters. Yeah, she really does. And so when she saw Doc Ock on there, she had much more like, oh, Doc Ock. She even did that. She goes, oh, Doc Ock. So as in a like, oh, it's a sad story. <laughs> like, that's really cool from that's a video funny. game, right? right? All right, let's jump over to our Netflix challenge. Um, Netflix. Okay, we got uh, anthology time. Yeah. Wait, did I look that up? I, I should have looked that up. If that's actually called an anthology. I went out with that last week. Um, they don't call it an anthology, but it's... Yeah, I mean, that's what you call a selection of short stories, I think. Um, okay. So this was uh, The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Um, I did not finish it. I watched about half of it um, and then ran out of time. Um, okay. Because once I started so it... I got, wait, wait, wait. I get I get half a point for that then, right? Right, uh, like you have a whole point, we, like because I missed we, that we one. Don't, week. We don't keep score, but uh, yeah, sure. Oh, come on, all right, all right, all right. Um, I I initially how far did you get? How far did you? I get? initially thought that um, this would be something that my, but that Andrew and maybe our dad would want to watch, kind of a western thing. And then after I watched the first segment by myself, I was like, yeah, no, dad's not going to like this. <laughs> um, he he calls he calls Pulp Fiction one of the worst movies ever made because he, huh, he, he he has a low tolerance for that sort of gratuitous violence uh yeah um, kind of yeah, stuff. that first one was definitely uh yeah so this is uh it's a netflix original um spoilers if you intend on watching the ballad of buster scruggs i i wonder why they called it the ballad of buster scruggs because that first one was probably the weakest of all of them i mean i wasn't a big fan of the whole thing anyway but there were other ones that were. Better. I mean, that's the title, right? It's uh, "Ballad of Buster Scruggs and Other Tales of the West" or something like that. Oh, is that the whole thing? And other. Tales that's what of the, the book okay. says. When it's okay. those scenes in between where he's flipping the book. Um, okay. I watched the first three, so I watched the one about Buster Scruggs. I watched the one with James Franco, and I watched the one with um, Taken, uh, um, Liam, Liam Neeson. Neeson, and. Oh, okay. I got to the end of that right. one, and I was like, "Okay, are these going to keep getting worse? Because so far uh, they keep getting worse." Okay, they they do get it does get worse. Uh, okay, so I was text when I was texting you my my dismay mm-hmm. for it get, being so down was during that one with Liam Neeson, okay. and I was like, "Oh man, this is just getting terrible." And I and I had a hard time getting through that one. And then that one ended exactly like all the other Black Mirror type stuff does. And it's where like, it's just terrible. Mm-hmm. It's I just spent like 15 minutes hating this time and feeling terrible. And then it just left me in a terrible place. And I don't like this. You know what right. I mean? It's kind of like, he, here's what it's like to be in a terrible world. Isn't it terrible? Yes, it is. <laughs> let's not go here. Anyway. Let's not go here again. Um, but the next one. Okay. So I, I'm going to say this because it, it was... I, I want I kind of want you to watch the next one, but I kind of don't want you to watch the okay. next one. Um, that I was, I was thinking. Okay, I looked at my time on this one, and I had a pretty decent amount of time left on the show at that point. Right. And I was thinking, okay, maybe I don't want to give up on this because you know people will say, "Hey, you didn't stick through it," and the rest of it's all great. Right. So I did, and the very next one is an Oregon Trail tale, t- a okay. tale. 
uh, and it's it goes pretty pretty well. I mean, it's it's really good through almost all. What of it. you're it saying is the characters die of dysentery. There are characters. There's a character that I think he dies of cholera, actually. But really early on, there's this girl and her brother, and they're going out to Oregon, and she's supposedly promised to some to some guy out there, kind of, sort of, maybe, by her okay. brother, who dies really quickly in the thing. Sure. And she's left on a trail with with a wagon, which she's not able to pay the rest of her way. And it's it's really well done, and she's got to find a way. And the, the trailhead master guy is a real good cowboy. He's like a good guy, a good man. Okay. And he tries, they, they do very good westerny, wholesome kind of interactions mm-hmm. in, a, in a tough world type thing. And you're like, oh, this is this is cool. This is what I want to see, right? And it goes for a long time, and things start to look really, really good. Yeah, spoiler alert: He asks uh, to get her out of a situation. He asks her to marry him, sure, because he feels like he, in an honest way, he does it so well. It's just, it's it's a good proposal, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, this is this is how it would happen. Um, and then there's even a scene soon after where you're like, oh, they might actually fall in love. They're just like. They're so great, right? And um, then she wanders off, and the other wagon train guy follows after and help her. They get attacked by Indians, and he goes on a heroic. This old guy goes on a heroic last stand to save her and him from the and the wagon train single handedly from these Indians, and he does in heroic fashion. But right before he does, right before the Indians come, he gives her a gun, and he says, "There's two bullets in it." And that's not to you to kill Indians. That's to kill one to kill me if I run out of of bullets and then one to kill yourself because they will. He says, ma'am, they will. She's like, I can't do this. And he says, they will rip off your clothes and they will stake you to the ground. And after they have their way with you, they will do like he says real quickly, some really bad stuff to make sure she knows it's serious. Okay. And then the big fight happens and he he comes out, this old guy, old grizzled, um, you know, cowboy that Harley talks through the whole show. He comes out the hero, hero and he walks over to her and she shot herself in the head because at one point it looked like he died. Mm. And, and then that's it. He walks up. He's like, Oh, poor miss. And then he walks back to the wagon train and you're like, Oh my God, this great, wholesome, amazing story ends with her shooting herself in the head by a mm. mistake. And that is exactly how this whole s- series went. Just, Every bit of hope that you could have, they turned it into this negative. It, so, it sort of reminds me of um, a, a conversation way back. Um, I had a a great aunt who um, my grandpa's sister, he was born in 24, so she was born somewhere around that time, you know, greatest generation. And we're all, you know, sitting around playing cards, talking, whatever. And she's she was sort of mocking the uh sort of nostalgia people have for the olden days and and yeah. she's like, which is you know something pretty common in in most most any generation especially that generation as they got to a certain age and they're like oh the you know the old like you know she say, she said the wild west where like the people would shoot each other for no reason like what was yeah, what was, was so good time. about those good old days? Like they weren't that great. Yeah, yeah. And, and and this movie was kind of telling us that. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I guess 
You know, I I I want to I want to stop myself real quick. I want I want to say that this may not be for me, but it may be for others. Yeah, I mean, we've because... we've talked at length about um you know, your kind of issue and issue is a, is more derogatory than I mean, but um let's say your preference for stories having a clear concrete ending. Um yeah. But that's not to say that, you know, you haven't enjoyed the things we've watched that that don't really like um we originally talked about this with uh um Blade Runner 2049 or sure. um Inception is a classic example. I mean the handful yeah. of um uh Nolan films, Christopher Nolan films. Yeah. Uh, uh Memento we watched where it's not right. it does end but not in a really clear way and the Coen brothers are notorious for movies with really open ambiguous endings right and 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 i can be okay with that i i guess that wasn't the root of the problem here it was just the it's it, the, it's not just a vague ending it's a it's a hopeless just a, a real downer kind of ending yeah and all of them were all <laughs> of them were downers you know um there's just there was nothing and 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 it felt like as the show went on with the different ones, they were the, the Coen brothers were basically like, okay, how can we try to revolve in, or sorry, revive a little spark of hope back to them? Because the last one, we really just killed them. We threw a legless, armless guy off of a bridge in the winter, yeah. right? We got to do something to bring it back. Let's do that so that we can crush it again, right? We got to do the best way we can do to pull them back out of the gutter so that we can crush it back down. And, yeah, it's it's I, like I how some the, I don't go to movies. It's like how some story arcs of Game of Thrones were. Yeah, and you know, my my thing with Game of Thrones with that topic is that I have hope in here. This may be an, a long term on the air disappointment of mine is that I have hope that it, that will end up with a po- some positive or good things kind of coming out of it. Um, everyone could die, but maybe the world is better place for mm. it. You, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Uh, but, but I don't know. Maybe it could be like everyone dies, the evil comes in and crushes everything else in the world, gets destroyed, and that's the end of, the, of Game of Thrones. And that would, then I would hate my time watching Game of Thrones, right. probably. Well, maybe I don't right. hate it, but I would be disappointed. Um, so, yeah, th- th- this one just, it's the same reason I didn't like Black Mirror, the same reason I didn't want to watch any more Black Mirror. I, I, I don't like going to bed feeling depressed after watching sure. them. I don't like thinking that, oh, you know, it sucks that the long time ago that we all died and killed each other and killed ourselves and, you know, the world sucks. Let's let's all be sucky together. I just don't know why people have entertainment that's entertainment to them. But I, I mean, I don't who knows, you know, uh, um, more things in heaven and earth that are dreamt up in your philosophies. But um Exactly. Exactly. That's right. I, you know, I, I mean, I maybe, maybe for some people, it helps to um, see something worse, right? Like your life doesn't seem so bad when you consider how bad life used to be. Maybe that's a that's yeah. a that's a yeah. sort of positive spin on interpretation kinda, of, of maybe, maybe what's going on way. there, but who knows? Yeah, they they really they really hit it rough. There was, oh hey wait, there was one uplifting episode in that one kind of it was weird but it was uplifting. a matter of fact that's the one i did text you at the last one it, so a miner goes off in the woods and 
if you could fast forward to this one, it's actually worth kind of watching. And it spends a long, slow time finding how this miner finds gold in this beautiful valley. He's an old okay. guy. And he, 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 it, it spends a long time with him figuring this out. And you're, you kind of, when it happens, you're like, oh, yeah, oh, man, good job, buddy. You, you, you found this vein of gold. And then uh, he looks up and he turns around. There's a guy behind him standing up. He's like dug down six feet down into this area to find this vein of gold. He looks back up. There's a random guy standing there, shoots him in the back and kills him. And that sounds, that sounds the guy positive sits down, and uplifting. Right, yeah. The guy sits down, smokes a cigarette for a second, then gets up, gets down in the hole to start getting to the gold. And the old guy is still alive. Mm. And the old guy does a quick fight with him and like an old guy kind of does and gets the, wrestles the gun away and shoots the guy in the head and then is all grumpy and angry and shoot me in the back and looks, goes stumbles down to the river and sees that the bullet went all the way clean through and didn't hit anything. And then it takes about five minutes with him showing him wrapping up his mining expedition and walking back out into the sunset. So it it does. But for a second there, they're like, Hey, you thought we were just going to end it here bad. Like we did all the other ones, you know? So yeah, not for me. I'm wasn't happy with it. I, I, it did make me think of the other Netflix original. We watched, um, cowboy one. What was the, that one? Uh, godless um, godless yeah i'm we've we both made a comment about how cowboy movies are long and slow that's part of the parts that makes them cowboy mm-hmm. movies um this was trying to buck that trend by saying we can make cowboys in 15 minutes and i i just didn't didn't feel that way to me you know sure i, I guess i like my cowboy movies long and slow <laughs> personal personal preference maybe but did you like it did you like the what's the one the, the movie or i guess i've been talking for a um i no it was it was it was kind of a bummer like i don't mind i don't mind some kind of bad stuff happening if there's something it's a little bit like i think of mad men where they're like most of the characters are pretty deplorable and most of the stuff they do is not that great, but every so every so often something happens. You're like, "Oh man, that's that's crazy," or that it's kind of hard to to put a finger on what I'm talking about. But um, something like that that's just it's not really a good feeling, but it's like a um, like a maybe a wow moment or something. Yeah, and this didn't really have any of that. Yeah, it it didn't, and and it didn't end with. I mean, when they showed the last one, it wasn't uh, anything special, right? It was just like, eh, we're done with stories now. The book closes. Did you ever watch um, Deadpool? Deadpool, uh, Deadwood. No, I did not. And yes, I did watch Deadpool. <laughs> um, that's a that's an HBO series from. I want to say the mid two thousands. Um, it's one of my favorites, yeah. but it got canceled. They never really finished the story, and it's hard. That's why I didn't it's hard watch for it. me to recommend to people because it's very rough. Like, um, you know, it's it's HBO in the way that Game of Thrones is HBO, except it's the Wild West and not a fantasy world. So it's in addition to a lot of sex and nudity, there's um, like r- abundant profanity. Yeah. Well, the that's a movie that I remember seeing that 
uh, at the library, I think when I was looking at looking for series to, to watch. Um, and I saw that one, but I looked up online and I saw exactly what you said was that it doesn't end. And I felt like, well, that would suck if like Game of Thrones, I watched it up to this point and they're like, eh, done. Like I'd be really, really yeah. bothered by that. Yeah. It's yeah. it sucks so because they, the that kind of sad. It sucks because the first like what they made up until the last like I forget if it's just two seasons or three, like up until like three or four episodes from the end of it, it's all really really good. It's funny that 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 does that too because it's not like it's a network TV. It's an actual. They order these knowing what they are at HBO. Yeah, who right? knows? And HBO. I guess I don't maybe things were different back then, but you know, they, they know what they're going to get. They maybe just different producers. The way things work these days is that you come up and you actually say, we want a story and, and you know, companies are okay with that now. Right. Right. They're okay with ordering four seasons of something or six or seven seasons and saying, that's it. That's all. We're yeah. Gonna I mean, I, I never, you never know. It's like, it doesn't, uh, I'm, I'm sure they have way to, ways to track i mean especially hbo compared to networks um have ways to track like what people are watching what the numbers are and if something doesn't have the numbers for what it costs i'm sure it's not it wasn't cheap uh to make a sure make a costume drama like that and um that time maybe they're just hopefully they're just better nowadays at catching it and saying okay you got one season left right, right. Maybe maybe that's they're better at it, but I mean I, I worry that something like Stranger Things is going to have that same problem. Um, you know, they're this is kind of they're they're not going to end it right. right. A funny funny sort of side note on this one: one of the actors who was in Deadwood is in um, the second to last season of True Blood. I don't know if we talked about that on the air. I've been finally going back and wrapping up that show, talking about HBO series. Oh, yeah. Uh, so there's a there's right. a Japanese doctor in season six who uh, Bill is trying to get him to make uh, a, a Fey blood version of True Blood. Bill, yeah, Vampire yeah. Bill. Vampire um, Bill. Do you know the character I'm talking about? Is it old, old, a Japanese man? He's mm, a scientist. Not really. Um, it's been so long. Ago. Yeah. Well, he's. He plays in Deadwood. He plays at a Chinese guy, um, and he doesn't speak English. And so there's this interaction between him and and the main character Ian McShane. And uh, and I was like, that's weird. He was he was Chinese in that show, and he's Japanese in this show. I wonder what nationality I, he actually is. And so I looked him up. He's Hawaiian. I'm like, I'm like, oh, oh it's neither one. <laughs> That's and right. I, He's Polynesian. Yeah, it, it, exactly. Right? Exactly. Uh, right. That, that was oh. the... See, that's uh, you said Jason Momoa. Is he Hawaiian? Yeah. Mo- yeah. Is that Momoa? Momoa. I think it's Momoa. He's Hawaiian. He's Hawaiian. Yeah. I, or Poly- I guess Polynesian is the whole Pacific. Pacific Islander. I, I use the term Pacific Island. Islander for all of those, uh, you know, Asian peoples that are from all of those islands even though i include the philippines in that which the philippines is a big place compared to hawaii but yeah right so that that's like moana and things right. like that right or or our buddy yeah. chance is right. filipino oh right right hey yeah speaking of 
Moana. There was something we didn't get to mention in Ralph, though. I, I did want to comment is that the, the princesses part was spot on. Oh, All the that was that was so funny. Like I had been anticipating those princesses since the meme. Uh, somebody yes. did the gif of Cinderella breaking her slipper on the on a chair to make a shiv, make a yep. shank, and, yep. and yep. somebody in the you know somebody made a gif and they're like they're like, are we not going to talk about how Cinderella? broke her you know straight up broke her <laughs> uh her glass slipper so that she could glass cut slipper. a cut a, a bee <laughs> yeah, right. i was like i was like exactly. what what is this like i had not even seen the trailer at that point and yeah <laughs> and then when they do the when they do the sequence they're like oh a big a big strong man to save and they all they all <laughs> contribute in their own weird way and andrew's next to me going what what it's why what what's happening and like <laughs> I, for whatever reason, was piecing it all together right away. I'm like, oh, yeah, she's got a except for Moana, which I've never seen. And so I asked my yeah. our sister after we got out, I was like, so she she has some kind of uh, water bending. And, uh, and she was <laughs> right, like, yeah. yeah. And Andrew's like, I don't even understand what that was for. And I'm like, oh, well, she put the water up so that Ariel could swim through it so Elsa could freeze it. And it turned into this slide. And... <laughs> Just yeah, like right? all of these little pieces that happen so fast. Um, yeah. I, I liked their, uh, when they had, what they, they put the mice or something on making their mm-hmm. sweatshirts and their, their comfy outfits, which was great. And uh, the, each of them had something said on their shirt, which I, I know I'm going to forever buy this for Sid, this movie. I'm going to go back and freeze frame all their, what their words yeah, say. Yeah, those their, were, uh, on their there were jokes for all of them. I think like, Maybe sleeping. Uh, Aurora had one that said "nap queen" or something. Nap queen. Yeah, right. And, and the the scene with the uh, brave, the uh, the girl Merida, from Brave, yeah. Like, Merida. Yeah, it, it, she just goes off in like a, a Celtic type thing, in, and you're like, in a, we in don't a Scottish brogue, and they're like, yeah, we don't, we can't understand her either. I can't understand. She's the thing she's saying. <laughs> that that was so good. Yeah, and uh, Vanellope fit really good in there with them. Mm-hmm. Um, when they did their their saving and they put uh ralph in the snow white dress and he's like this really isn't made for a big boy is it <laughs> <laughs> he's only let it out here oh better <laughs> he's he was good I, I, john c Riley as ralph is, is so good i mean he I, I did not like him i don't know why i didn't think i liked him very much but in the last five years i've really come to appreciate john c Riley. he's just kind of funny oh man i i liked him ever since uh chicago <laughs> what really yeah, yeah. I, I liked his song in chicago and so i i don't know is <laughs> this there was see i you know I, something i haven't seen that everyone's going to kill me but i haven't seen Step Brothers, and that just seems like something i should, I, I, should watch. I don't think that i've seen that either oh yeah, hey we that's, that's we got a, uh we, we're, we're, we're a little lost in the weeds here what um what's our yeah. challenge this week Oh, hey, our challenge is our last Christmas one because tonight is um, Christmas Eve. Everybody's listening to the show on Christmas yeah, Eve. Yeah, a, a week We're from today it will it. be Christmas Eve, right? Yes. So, yes. So, tonight, everyone, we're all listening. Dennis, me, you, let's go out and watch some Die Hard because you can't, you got to spend Christmas Eve at Nakatomi Plaza and watch some Die Yippee-ki-yay. Hard. Yippee yeah, yippee ki Yeah, don't don't watch it with the little kids. It's, it's, <laughs> it's okay. But 
Yeah, man. That, you know, I I'm, I think I may may watch that um, that whole trilogy to, because I've got all three mm. of them this week. So I I, re- I really dig me some. So the, the second one's not great, but it is what it is. Right. The third one's really good though. Like Die Hard Three with Samuel L. Jackson, that's really good. All right, I'll have to, I'll have to come up with a real doozy because we've got one one last uh, custom pick before we start our one hundred movie challenge. Whoa! Um, and if you've if you've not listened to the last couple of shows, um, we got these posters. Um, it is a one hundred movie bucket list poster. Let me find the. Let me find the exact listing. I got, I got challenge. I can it's put like, it in the show. You notes. scratch them off. When, when you get them on there, they say they hundred movies. Yeah, it's a, it's a hundred movies. Here, I'll put yeah. a link in the show notes. But it is the Gift Republic GR six three zero 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 four bucket list poster one hundred movies by Gift Republic. Yeah, you should, you should. It's only it's like twenty bucks or less, isn't it? What do you, right now, it now, is right? fourteen ninety. Yeah, go out there on Amazon. I'm not really shilling anything here, but go go on Amazon Prime, grab it, and it's have pretty it cool. It's not huge. It's, it's cool. a scratch off. And if you, I think the way it's intended to be used is when you get it, you go through and scratch off everything you've already seen, um, and you can do that if you like. And you'll get a if you have the poster, you'll get sort of a rough idea of our schedule. Um, we will be jumping around a little bit because the uh, the theater that Michael was talking about earlier. Uh, is going to show some of these movies, and so we might jump the queue for those and uh, and move things around. Right. But starting starting January first, or the week of January first, the episode uh, the episode of Front Porch that will come out on the seventh, we'll be watching the Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, Again, and, and I assume you've we're, we're going to do. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And when you if you can listen to the the one of the last end of the year here that that for, uh, January New Year's one we'll we'll probably break down some of the stuff that we're going to do with it. For example, I think I think we're going to scratch pre scratch off a few, namely ones that we've actually talked about here on the show. Um, like there's no reason to watch Godfather again since we talked about it. At I, I think we should watch Godfather uh, too. But uh. yeah, so you you told me about that. I'm not I'm still not sold. I don't that, think but. in the. We should have Fox convince that's, us about that's that. Not until, uh, that's not until that's like late next year and possibly even in twenty twenty. So twenty twenty, that's what it is. Twenty twenty two is you, when we you, watch it. You won't have that, to watch it like tomorrow. <laughs> right. Um, so yeah, yeah, that it's, it'd be cool. Uh, just order it Amazon. It's got he's got a he's going to put a link in the, the yep. show notes. So click that thing and 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 grab that. It's pretty cool. Um, so Die Hard this week, and then we'll Dennis is going to have the last one. Of the, the free pick ones. I mean, we could still do free pick ones every once in a while. Yeah, and you know, and we probably will. Yeah, because there, there there could be some some things that I may. I think we've gone through some good stuff that in the past that I had forgotten about watching, and I still want to point back to when we watched Highlander. Highlander, and I I loved that one, and I still think it's great in my memory. But it's just I wouldn't recommend it no. anymore after we watched that. I had never seen it, and yeah. It, Right, I th- I think that, that so many times we can go back and and prejudge somebody and say, well, I didn't see that, and you're like, oh, why wouldn't you see that movie? You're just you know, but really, like that one, I used to say that, but now that I watched it again, I wouldn't say that. I'd say, eh, it was good. You yeah, know, at I a certain it, point, it's I like you know, everybody everybody walks through their own uh, uh, pop culture journey, 
of the of life yeah. and uh, you know sometimes you miss something and sometimes if you missed something it's it's just done like if you didn't see uh if you didn't see the ninja turtles movie as a kid you're not going to enjoy it as a as an adult so it's too late <laughs> exactly yeah the the i wonder how the i wonder how the marvel movies are if you're a person out out of time um what was it there was somebody who had it was either a arcade or a comic strip thing online or something where where um the comment was a movie came out and they had changed what it, the source material, what it looked like from the source material so much that it didn't look like the source material, a superhero movie. Example, uh, if they put a, a comic book he- superhero out and it, they had like sweat, they wore sweatpants for their uh, superhero outfit instead of their like cool looking outfit from the comics. Okay. Nowadays, you can put out a good movie like Deadpool and he's got a he's got a an outfit that's a comic book outfit he wears sure. right and nobody bats an eye at that but if you would have put that out in the 80s with that outfit they would have been like oh that's corny right yeah right that because we have just slowly evolved over 20 years of watching these movies and each one has gotten a little bit taken a little bit more risks with you know cartoony ish mm-hmm. things that now they can they can dump an avengers out with all new guys that look completely like a comic book they're green characters and purple characters and you just accept it. Well, I mean, okay. a part of that is technology, right? Like, you go back to, like, Adam West Batman, like, original series Star Trek, and they just didn't have the effects to do stuff like they could do in an art medium, and you know, in, in comic books, uh, in a way that didn't look silly, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's what I wonder. I wonder if, if people, if you took someone from the, the 70s or 80s and you plopped them in, and you had them beyond the obvious things of like, Oh my God, this is crazy. Um, and had them watch a show if they wouldn't think that it, it's corny. Like, Oh, these oh, are, Oh, I, I see what you're characters. saying. Um, like if they watch guardians of the galaxy volume two and they'd be like, it looks completely like fake or it looks corny. And that's a corny thing. I wouldn't watch it. You know, hell infinity war. I mean, infinity war's got some, when you, when you look, I guess that's what made me think about it is that I watched it not too long ago in the uh, Thanos is, guard are all cheesy looking aliens i see i see what the you're black saying. order yeah i don't know right i don't know but we accept them because as cool because that's just kind of what's out there now these days so. right yeah if anyway it's cool that we can be in an era where they can the source materials can be fun and that's okay yeah you know you, you remember when the x-men first came out and they had to put them in black mm-hmm. leather yeah they even made a joke about because it. You know, they did, right? Nowadays, when you put an X-Men movie out, uh, exactly like you put an X-Men movie out right now, and they're wearing their old original costumes, and that's expected to happen. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, when did the first X-Men movie come out? In the mid-90s? Late, Late 90s, 90s, I think. Maybe. We were just coming yeah. out of the grunge era, and I don't think people knew this, but we were just about to go into the emo era. Like... Culture was in a dark place. <laughs> yeah, it was right. Uh, right. Yeah, it was. It was the the Bush Clinton. Era. Right. Right. I was I was talking to my brother about that, Andrew, um, and we were talking about how, like, there's a lot of there's a lot of dark comedy now that is kind of tongue in cheek. 
Um, but it's like, um, so it's sort of this weird combination of the emo era was this like celebration of negative emotion, right? And celebration is too positive a word for that, but it was just a, you know, look at me, look how sad I am kind of thing. Yeah. And then the, the, you know, that because, because cultural shifts swing back and forth like a pendulum, um, that swung over into the hipster movement that was this kind of like like sloughing off of any kind of emotional att- in- investment at all it's you don't yeah. you don't like anything you don't you don't hate anything it's just it's it's whatever i'm i'm over it it's the you know <laughs> yeah. even even the things that you like you're just you're just liking them ironically you're just you're just saying you like it cuz it's cuz it's so random cuz it's so funny right it's a it's complete right. detachment of of emotion and now right. we're moving into this this kind of like i don't know it's weird like um just really really dark humor and a and and embracing the well, like this, like this um, Coen Brothers thing we just watched. I was getting ready to say, like, like, like dark, uh, dark mirror and uh, Buster yeah. Scruggs, and yeah, exactly. You know, but th- those I, I don't know. How do you? Th- okay, before we end this here, which we're coming close to our time, but so those Black Mirror and Buster Scruggs is supposedly popular, but is that just because Netflix tells us it's popular? Or is it? I mean, Netflix has demographics. I mean, not demographics, has analytics. They choose to tell us what, right? They they choose how to release what they want and then what to to promote. So if they spent a lot of money on something and the executives have chosen that they want this to be, what's to stop them from saying, oh, it's big and popular? I mean, it was successful enough that they made four seasons. Um, Of, Of Black Moon. I mean, it's like anything else. Like, I don't. I mean, I understand, but I don't have the appeal or uh, what? what's the word I'm looking for? I don't like horror films, right? It doesn't appeal to me. I don't yeah. I don't see the value in, you know, sitting for two hours waiting for jump scares. Um, but sure. that's a whole that's a whole genre of film that is successful. Well, I guess my my question here isn't necessarily, while that's an example of something here, but in in anything, it could be like Barbie princess, you know, unicorn show. Is, is it the fact that that's popular? Is it really because it's popular or does, is Netflix such a media controlling thing that they can tell us what's popular? I mean, Netflix definitely puts a lot of energy into, um, what they sort of push and i would say advertise but it's not really advertising because netflix isn't selling anything except themselves right if you keep watching it then you see value in it and you stay subscribed um but they do things like um the same show will have different banners right and if i you know if i watch a lot of shows or you know i watch a lot of um uh, uh the good place maybe oh good place was my example um if i watch if i recently watched um uh what's that movie fanboys 
or something, yeah. it's going to show me the banner for Good Place with Kristen Bell in it. If I watched a lot of Cheers, maybe it's going to show me the banner with um, um, uh, Sam. Uh, yeah, Cheers. Or, uh, uh, oh. Why am I drawing a blank on this? Ted Danson. So you just said Cheers and, and Good Place. Those are two things. The actor. He's uh, Ted Danson. Oh, Ted Danson. Um, you know, and so there's there's that kind of stuff going on. So, yeah, they're definitely influencing what people watch in the same way that Amazon influences what people buy. Right. It's it's. Well, not always, because you're right that that algorithm type things, they have that in play. But I I can almost guarantee you that when you load up a a movie and the first thing up is Buster Scruggs forever. I think there's definitely where they say everyone across the board, load this up. Well, sure. I, I yeah, think, it's, I think they they shove things in front of you because that's what they that's what they want. If sell. it's new and they and they've got to get, um, I mean, I don't know. It's not like it's not like movies, um, you know, where they're they're making money when people watch it. I don't think. I mean, I don't. I guess I don't really know how that yeah. works. Um, yeah, I don't know the the. Uh, yeah, because but like Buster Scruggs, I mean, the, the, you could have maybe extrapolated that from me, but. You know, I don't know. Hey, Netflix has got a new thing too that they're talking about this whole topic just like that. Where I loaded up the 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 it was on the PlayStation, and I loaded up the app. And when you log in, I don't know if you have profiles, but mine shows my picture and Sydney's picture. And you choose which one you're going to log mm-hmm. into. That's usually just a black screen with our two pictures. Oh, and this time yeah. it was a whole like advertisement for a for show, a show right. behind it. Yeah, I was like, man. They aren't even waiting for me to log in now before they want me to see what they want, you know, the content I want. Yeah. And, you know, all of that stuff they're using, they're using machine learning and all of that to see what works. Um, I've noticed that Amazon and and Amazon has been doing this for a while, but Amazon does the thing that Netflix was trying. And I don't know if they've abandoned it. I've never seen it uh, in in the wild. But um, when you start an episode of a show on Amazon Prime Video, they show you an ad for some other Prime Video content, whether it's uh, football or another show. Uh, It's a little annoying because the volume is always very loud, and I was like, you know. Yeah. I I thought we were past the uh, ads being much louder than the content. Are we we back in the (laughs) 90s again? Yeah, right. Um, (laughs) Right, right. But it's that kind of like... They don't show ads during the show. It's just in the breaks. Um, Which is fine. That's it's fine. fine. Like, That's I, okay. I get it. And uh, Amazon Prime Video is kind of a value-add service anyway because, you know, you're paying for Prime for the free shipping thing, and so their video is just yeah. uh, uh, gravy. Yeah, I had I had uh, the the thing. That, do you remember when they were Netflix, for just a short period of time, had the thing called Max? Do you remember that? Max. Yeah, it was it was kind of crazy. It's that they had a, it was about two, maybe three years ago, where you logged in. It was like let Max tell you su- suggest movies for you, and oh, it was yes, it, I do remember that. Right, and you would like you'd say they you push okay, let Max, and they would have somebody come on and say, "Hey, we at Netflix think that you're amazing, and I want to help you find this. Would you like this or that?" And then it would go through a series of things and recommend movies to you. Yeah, I think I tried it once and I didn't like it, so I. Yeah, exactly. That that's funny. I I think the overall thing that most people didn't like it or didn't want to use it, yet they use that exact same stuff 
instead of asking you to go through the things, they just use your history now. Sure. I mean, instead of saying, do you like horror or comedy? They look at it and say, ah, this guy likes comedy. So there's the answer to that question. Yeah. Right. They're, they're running the same max algorithms. They've just decided like, well, we don't need them to run through hoops anymore. We're just going to. I mean, that's that's how Netflix has evolved over time. Before Netflix had streaming, yes. you know, I I got on Netflix pretty early when they were just doing discs. Um, yes, me too. And they they had an extensive like rating system. You would go through and you would say even not even movies that you had just rented, but m- movies in general that you had had seen. You're like, yeah, okay, I give this one like I a four. It. This one gives it a two. Whatever. Um, yeah. And then it would. It was very easy. It would give you recommendations based on those ratings. Um, they're still doing that kind of stuff, but it's more passive. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And and that was yeah, I, I remember those days because when they first launched the the streaming service, um, I was very much I was still you know had my list and it was coming out. I think it was two two discs at a time was the mm. one that, that service I had, and uh, but the streaming just. The, it was limited. They only had really old shows. And my comment was like, this is great. I love this. I love that I get this free with my my subscription here. But all of them are really terrible movies that I'm never going to watch. Um, so they're never going to be able to sign a decent movie. And then it wasn't even six to eight months. And they had just started, you know, throwing movies on. Yeah, I think I think by the time I first... I first tried it. I I think I recognized that this was going to be a. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I guess that's the thing. I I knew it could have been a big deal, but I thought it was going to be impossible to get movies. And I actually think what what's going to happen is that we're gonna we're gonna we're living in a sweet spot right now. I I really firmly believe it. That it's it's quickly Mm going to go away where we won't ever have another Netflix. Um, because the, the, the movie studios are making their own streaming services. They will pull them all back out and we will start having the, the piecemeal type stuff and Netflix will be its own original content stuff. So we'll look back on the days. Remember mm. when we just had one and we could get all of the movies and all of the studios. <laughs> I'm serious. I really do think that that's what will happen. Right. The deals just won't be there for the Netflixes anymore. They'll be like, nope, CBS has their own and you know, Fox has their own and, yeah, it's yeah. hard to hard Maybe. to say. Um, you know, I mean, more and more Netflix is pushing original content. I mean, maybe they recognized that uh, you know, if if a couple of the big players, Disney and um uh a couple, you know, some of the others pull their content, I was thinking somebody did something oh it's not in this space it's in the it's in the video game space did you hear about um epic launching a game store oh is this pulling it off the ea store or something as it was or the origins thing uh well it's in competition with steam oh with steam okay yeah right because steam is is the dominant player in the pc game app store right space yeah, but, right, like, but other companies have done this too, right? Like it, EA has Origins, right? Right. EA has Origin. Um, you know, Activision Blizzard has theirs, but it's just their games. They don't do third parties. Others have tried, um, but it's hard to – it's a hard sell to get another desktop app, right? Like nobody yeah. wants that. Right. Um, you know, that's why Activision started putting other Activision games in the Blizzard launcher starting with Destiny 2. 
Um, <laughs> Which you didn't inter- like. I remember like, what? <laughs> right. It was just weird uh, to see a non-Blizzard game in what had been a Blizzard exclusive launcher. Right. Um, the two things that, that Epic has big going for it are Fortnite is insanely, insanely popular. And they're offering something like half of the percentage cut that Steam is charging. Right, so Steam, oh, yeah, yeah. Steam makes like thirty percent on every sale, right? Uh, before the the publishers get paid, and Epic's going to be charging like twelve percent or something. It's yeah. really low. They're trying to undercut. Um, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. I don't know that I have a that I have a dog in the race as far as that goes. Um, I have Steam and I use it, but. You know, I have a ton of Steam games that yeah. I don't really play. Do, so. do, you, do you think I'm? It's too late for me to hop on and try the for, the Fortnite thing. I haven't even played it. Like, you think it's too um, late? Am I, is it past it already? I knew the games. Did piece. you did you play PUBG uh, once, maybe twice? Yeah. Did you play Overwatch? Yeah, I, I still play Overwatch. It's it's stylistically like Overwatch, um, but it has the it has the gameplay loop of PUBG. Collapsing down space, collapsing down the the single death. There's more. There's more gimmicks. I think there's a way that if the t- and and you you queue in in teams of four, um. So that's that's nice. And there's some kind of building mechanic. Uh, yeah. I just found it frustrating. Like uh, you you wait in a queue, you get in a game, you drop, and then the first first person I saw would usually kill me because I have never played before. I don't have any of the muscle memory. Um, and then you're and out I, like for 30 minutes, right? Well, you're just out and then you, uh, you queue into another game or, oh, or okay. something, but, okay. um, yeah, I, did, I yeah. didn't know. I mean, if I'm it, not, that, that's I'm not a going big, away or... I'm, I'm not good at shooters. I, you know, I was not great when I was young and I've only gotten worse <laughs> <laughs> over time, especially because I don't play them. I don't have any of the, um, uh, you know, I don't have any practice. Sure, sure. With it, uh, with that skill set, that right. Whatever. Well, I, 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 I may. I think it's. I think I downloaded it and had it installed like a month ago on my PlayStation. I thought, oh, I mean, it's free to maybe. play. You could try it, right? That's, yeah. You just get killed. I'm like, ah, delete this stuff. Yeah, yeah. I don't understand it. Get off my lawn. <laughs> get off my lawn. All yeah. right, you've been listening to the Front Porch episode sixty nine. Uh, if you. If you enjoy listening to uh, the three of us and our and our antics, plus two more of our friends, you can check out our other podcast, uh, KlingonsAndDragons.com. It's crazy. Oh, it's funny. Trouble. It's not safe for work. No. Check it out. Uh, thanks for thanks for being with us tonight, Fox. Uh, where can people go to? Uh, oh, it was my pleasure. Hear more of your stuff, your your work. Sure. So I'll I'll name a few quick places depending on what your interest is. If you want to hear more about movie news, uh, you can subscribe to the Geek Scholars Movie News Podcast, a short and sweet. Uh, show that comes out about every week about featuring the headlines of what's happening in the film community. If you want to read film reviews or tabletop gaming reviews, go to LRM online. You can find a lot of my material there. That's a good one, too. We're going we to talk about that more often, Fox. I'd be happy to. Yeah, we'll put um, we'll put links to that stuff in the show notes. Um, as always, if you have questions or comments on the show, you can hit us up. Uh, our email is frontporchpod at gmail.com or go to our website, frontporchpodcast.com we got contact forms all that good stuff if you enjoy the show you can subscribe on apple podcasts and while you're there if you leave us a review that'd be great thanks as always for being with us and until next time i'm dennis i'm fox and i'm michael 
for the front porch. Night. See you next time.